That's right. Welcome in. It is the IdahoSports.com 2022 State Soccer Tournament Preview Show. Oh my gosh, State Soccer has arrived. Welcome in. Brandon Bainey, joined by Christian Wiener here live on IdahoSports.com's YouTube channel, Facebook page, and our Twitter account as well. So if you're a fan watching tonight, a couple of stragglers here very early on, uh, and you want to give your favorite team, your favorite player, a shout out, or if you just want to ask us a question, uh, please feel free. That's what we're doing this for, is uh, for you, the fans. Uh, we love to get the conversation rolling, so Feel free to uh, comment tonight. We'll throw it up on the screen and we'll get a little conversation going about soccer. Uh, before we dive in, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Brandon Bainey. That's Christian Wiener. Uh, I live in Pocatello, so I get to see a lot of the East Idaho teams play. Christian, you're you're all the way up in Bonner's Ferry, but in soccer that works out okay because the Intermountain League is so humongous that you get to see a lot of quality teams. Yeah, indeed. It's been an exciting fall this season watching some soccer. Um, yeah, I've uh, a little bit partial to Bonners Ferry, although we'll, I'll be speaking from a, a hopefully a level playing field here tonight um, to going over some of these teams. But yeah, it's been an exciting fall. A lot of great soccer up here in North Idaho. Um, there's some state tournaments going to be happening up here, uh, which we'll talk about, which is exciting. And um, then, uh, yeah, looking forward to this conversation and getting ready for the state districts was fun. And now state's going to be even better. So. There was some crazy stuff that happened at districts, especially at the 3A level, and we'll get to it yeah. in a little bit. But we're going to start with the bigger schools at 5A. And again, full disclosure, uh, Christian, your is it's brother-in-law, right? Plays for Bonners Ferry? Yes, yeah. My brother-in-law, uh, Roger Naylor, he's the goalie um, for Bonners Ferry for the Badgers. So like I said, I am partial to Bonners Ferry a little bit, but we'll try and keep it even here. And not, not, I, won't, I won't try to show that too much uh, when we talk about 3A. We will, yeah, we won't let that uh, cloud our judgment when it comes to breaking down that bracket. Let's start at the top, though, with Class 5A, and let's start on the girls' side. So if you're watching this video live, uh, we're going to throw brackets and some cool graphics up on the screen. I would recommend that you make your screen full size so you can see it a little more clearly. But let's take a look at this 5A bracket because it's actually a pretty interesting mix here. Here's the 5A bracket. Actually, that's our players to watch. Let me pull up. There it is. The 5A girls bracket kind of lops off our heads a little bit, Christian, but that's all right. We won't let that distract us. Uh, Lake City, the number one seed, the defending champions in 5A girls soccer. I have to admit, Christian, little fanfare throughout the regular season. When you looked at the coaches' polls week in, week out, there wasn't much chatter around Lake City. It was all about the Boise schools. And so Lake City kind of quietly went about their business. The Timberwolves, I think, are a little motivated to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. And by the way, they went 15-0 and in the regular season. They are on a winning streak that has now surpassed 30 matches consecutively. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it's incredible that a team that has gone 33 matches in a row without losing is uh, flying under the radar going into the state tournament. But that is where the Timberwolves sit. They've, they have been a little bit. Uh, low key this season, but that you know that they're perfectly fine with that. They've been rolling five and zero. They're actually along with Quarterly and Charter uh, girls in three A that we'll talk about. They're the only team uh, that is has not drawn, draw or lost a match uh, this season. So they've been uh, taking care of business up here up north and uh, ready to head down and take care of business in Bonneville uh, this this weekend. Lake City won state last year as the number four seed overall. And we should remind folks that this is the second year 
that uh, the IHSAA, the Idaho High School Activities Association, is using Max Prep's rankings to seed the teams one through eight at state. Um, the number of bids per district is still kind of set in stone, but once you get to state, uh, you could be seated anywhere based on your max preps ranking. And that is, we should note, for the regular season only. So whatever you do in the postseason doesn't really mean much in terms of where you get seated. So, so Lake City won it last year as the four seed. This year, they're the one seed. Everyone's going to be lined up to take their best shot. Thunder Ridge gets the first crack. The Titans out of District 5 and 6 went 12 and 4 and 4 this year. Uh, if you like symmetry, Christian, you'll enjoy this. They went 2 and 2 and 2. In league play, two wins, two losses, two draws. They had to win a state play-in match over Hawaii. They won that game three to one. So here's Thunder Ridge trying to be David knocking off Goliath. Yeah, I mean, they they had a nice run through their district tournament. They were the number three seed going into that. And they they had the upset against Madison in, in their district tournament to earn that game in the play-in game and and Awi is no joke either they had the storm had a great season and so to knock them off 3-1 and just get into this bracket is huge but honestly they're a dark horse team if not to beat lake city certainly to maybe make a run for the consolation finals or something like that uh they they're a good team the titans are and they also are led by 5a's leading scorer which we'll talk about when we get to the players of the game but um yeah they so they they definitely have the firepower to hang with some of these really good schools here in 5a for sure. Where are my 5A girls soccer fans at? Let's give a shout out to your favorite team, your favorite athlete. Uh, ask us a question. We want to get the conversation rolling here. So yeah, Thunder Ridge, I'll admit, you know, I thought heading into that play-in match, you know, I, I thought I was with you. I thought Hawaii was the team that was uh, probably favored, but the Titans, a young team showing that they've got the medal to, to prove, you know, they've got what it takes. This tournament is going to take place at Bonneville High School, by the way, up in Idaho Falls. So the one versus eight is Lake City Thunder Ridge. The four and the five is uh, two teams from the same district, District 3. And this happens a lot, especially at the 5A level, because there's only three districts. And so a lot of those Boise schools end up getting matched up against each other. Here we've got Eagle, the four seed, against Centennial, the five seed. These teams actually finished third and fourth, respectively, in the regular season standings. So this is an even closer matchup than the four or five would indicate during the season. Uh, they did happen to play each other uh, back on September 12th. Eagle won that contest one to nothing. And then they also won the matchup at districts three to two. So Eagle two and zero against Centennial this year. We know it's, it's hard to beat the same team three times though in one year. Yeah, no, they've, they've played some great matches. Both were one goal matches so far this season for the Mustangs and Patriots. And so, I, I mean, I'd expect nothing less. They actually just played even in the district tournament uh, that with uh Eagle getting the win in that one. So, you know, Eagles taking both the first two, but, that, you know, don't count out Centennial. They've they've had a great season. And, uh, you know, they got the shutout against Coeur d'Alene in the playing game uh, in Lewiston. Um, and so, you know, now they're, they're rock, ready to go here uh, to, to get ready for uh, the state tournament starting on yes. Thursday. Yes, Centennial um, beat Coeur d'Alene 2-0 in that play-in match. You know, they got my attention right away out of the gates. Second match of the year. It was a non-conference match, but they beat Rocky Mountain 2-1. And I was like, boy, we all know how good the Grizzlies are. Um, so for Centennial to get the win there. Now, I will say, you look on this bracket, you see Rocky Mountain up there at the number three seed overall. It's been kind of a bumpy road for them. And, you know, last year they kind of stumbled 
at state as well. They were the two seed last year. They actually beat Centennial in the opening round, and then they lost to Boise in in a terrific semifinal matchup on on penalty kicks, five to three. So, as we jump to the top half of the bracket now, Rocky Mountain's going to take on Highland. Highland, the district champs out of five six. Highland was the number one seed last year at state. And they came in with a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations, and they ultimately fell to Lake City in the semifinals, one nothing. So this is a Highland team that I know is motivated to, you know, they've been to state the last couple of years. They've always gotten just short of the championship. I know they want to get there this year. Yeah, they've had a great season, uh, you know, in the high country conference over there. And, uh, you know, the, the Rams have done have done well. Like you said, last year, they, they had this same matchup with Rocky Mountain and ended up being in the third place game. And so uh, it's an intriguing matchup for sure in this first round. Um, and I'm sure I know that the Rams uh, under the um, leadership of Savannah Rose, first year coach, I'm sure they'll want to, um, you know, get off on the right start and get that win. And then, I mean, you know, Regardless, they have another cl- tough match coming up on Friday, win or lose. So, um, but to get off of, to get and get a win in the, on the first day would be huge for for Highland. Yeah, it's very interesting because Highland actually made the trip over to the Boise Valley back in late August. They played Rocky Mountain and won two to one. So Highland actually beat the Grizzlies when they faced each other in the regular season, and then the following day they lost to Timberline by a two to one score. Timberline's hanging out up there on the seven line. I think they could be sneaky, except for the fact that they're playing Boise, the number one, or excuse me, the number two overall seed and kind of the gold standard when it comes to 5A soccer the last couple of years. You know, they have been the bridesmaid and never the bride. They have been to five or six consecutive 5A championships with second place finishes to show every time they lost to Lake City in the final last year, one nothing. Yeah, it seems to be them and Rocky Mountain just every year kind of trading off places there as far as who wins the district. But yeah, I mean, they've Boise has proved they have what it takes every year in state to make a run. And I think that it should be no different this season. Uh, it is worth noting for sure that they are without their top player, uh, Sammy Smith, who is currently playing on the U-17 uh, women's national team in the world, the Women's World Cup in India right now. They lost her about, um, I think, five or six games ago. After losing her, that was their only loss of the season was um, the first game without uh, Sammy Smith. They lost that game to Rocky Mountain, won nothing. But since then, they took care of business, um, won their last five and uh, got the win over Rocky Mountain in the in the district tournament. And uh, you know, they're ready to go. They're, they're led by CUNY Harai, who we'll again talk about in the, the players to watch. But um, she's definitely a great goal scorer and someone who could certainly lead them to a championship if, if they can get hot at the right time. Certainly the Braves 16 and one in the regular season, that lone blemish, that lone slip up, as you noted, was uh, at the very end of the year without Sammy Smith. She's a great athlete. She's a, a nationally acclaimed skier as well. And she runs cross country and track and is a great distance dynamo for the brave there. I see somebody liked, uh, liked our live preview show. Everybody should do that because it's hard to get people to tune in live on a weeknight, right? You've got kids, you got activities, family stuff going on. We get it. But, a lot of soccer fans are going to come back tomorrow and maybe even Thursday before state gets started. And they're going to want to tune in and, and see the breakdown of all the brackets. So if you like this post, if you like wherever you're watching YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, if you like it and share it, 
the algorithms that I can't figure out for social media are going to make sure that more people see it. And that's ultimately the goal here. So yeah, let's get those likes up. I love to see it. And again, if you want to comment, you want to ask us a question, you want to give your favorite player team a shout out, uh, feel free to do that as well. Uh, drop us a comment. We'll throw it up on the screen and talk about it. Um, okay. So that's kind of the 4A field. Let me ask you if, if I'm picking this thing, I like Lake city on the bottom half of the bracket. I like Boise on the top half of the bracket. Oh, one versus two, real original. I will say my dark horse, though, is Centennial. It would not surprise me to see the Patriots slip their way into the district match. What do you What do you think here, uh, Christian? Give me your championship prediction and maybe a dark horse to keep an eye on. Yeah, well, um, this is the portion where we get ourselves in trouble with fans uh, making these picks. But, um, That's right. Yeah, no, like, I mean, Lake City is taking care of business all year. They proved last year that they have what it takes to to win the state. And so I think that they're certainly the team to beat. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, I really think that Thunder Ridge is a kind of a dark horse team. I don't know that they can take down Lake City in that first match, although I would not be completely shocked if, if that did somehow happen or, um, with that upset in the first round. But I do like Thunder Ridge potentially going back towards the, the consolation side. But I think... Um, that it's going to come down to, to Boise and Lake City. I do. And I, I think the Lake City has the, the advantage. They just have so much returning talent um, from last season. And, and I mean, they're returning one of the players of the year in uh, the whole state um, in Elliott Cordes. And so I think w- with that kind of uh, just advantage from being there last year and doing it, I, I give them the advantage overall. All right. Sounds good. Well, we'll hold you to that. And everybody, uh, if I'm wrong about my predictions, I'll gladly come back and wear it. Everybody knows that's the deal when we make the predictions. Let's take a look at our um, 5A girls players to watch. We picked one from each team. And again, this is not an an exhaustive list. It's not the end all be all. It's just a starting point to get the conversation rolling. So don't take it personally. If your favorite player isn't on this list, we had to pick one from each school. Let's take a look at this. What do you think? Uh, you mentioned already CUNY uh, Hire of Boise. She scored the game-winning goal in the district championship over Rocky Mountain, like in the 77th minute. It was very, it was very late in the match. So she scored there. Um, we've got a couple of defensive players here. Next, Kaya Pardue, great goalkeeper for Centennial. Leah Barnes of Eagle is, is a great midfielder and defender. Danica Lamb is the goalkeeper for Highland. Uh, you mentioned Elliot Cordes of Lake City. We could have thrown Georgia Whitehead in there as well. She's a phenomenal talent. Caitlin Slocum, Rocky Mountain, you know, could be the, the 5A Girls Player of the Year. Mary Saul Stosich, just a freshman for Thunder Ridge. And then we've got Ella Boson from Timberline as well. We've got our first uh, comment of the night. It's a 4A Girls comment, but I'll throw it up here anyways from Parker Paul. Good luck, Twin Falls High School Girls Soccer. We're going to talk Twin Falls Girls Soccer at 7.30. Parker. So go ahead and hang out until then. And we'll talk about how great and awesome twin falls is. Um, who's a player you're excited to watch here, Christian? Well, I think that, I mean, you mentioned a few, I, I honestly, some of the ones that stand out to me are some of these underclassmen that have really stepped up this year. As we mentioned, CUNY hooray um, for Boise. She's only a sophomore uh, last year as a freshman, she had 17 goals this year as a sophomore has done great things as well. And then, like I, I had kind of mentioned earlier, the, the leading scorer in 5A, at least according to Max Preps, is Marisol, uh, Marisol Stosich, or Stosich, Stosich, um, yep. um, from uh, Thunder Ridge. And so I think that I'm excited to see just kind of what she can do if they, if she, if they can get something going against Lake City. Because, I mean, Lake City defense has given up less than half a goal a game. And so if they can get on the board and 
put a, even just one goal on the board against Lake City, that could make a big difference in that game. Um, and so I think that that's another player that, that I'm excited to watch. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, Caitlin Slocum of Rocky is such a fantastic player. Um, I'm really excited to see Leah Barnes from Eagle, too. She doesn't take much crap from anybody, so she's she's pretty <laughs> awesome to watch out there as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's our 5A Girls Breakdown. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back with the 5A Boys. Yeah, we'll kind of go girls, boys, girls, boys. We'll kind of trade off as the night goes along. So uh, one preview down, five more to go. Thanks for hanging with us here on the live 2022 IdahoSports.com state soccer preview show. My name is Tyler. I'm a pharmacist and I live in Caldwell. A reason why I got vaccinated is because um, I wasn't just thinking about me and my health is others around me. Uh, I'm a father, a husband. I want to be there for my family. And then the other main choice is because of my, my parents are still alive, gratefully. They're both in their late 70s, both have major health conditions, and um, I wanted to protect them. So I chose to get the vaccine right away. Welcome back to the uh, live 2022 IdahoSports.com state soccer tournament preview show. Brandon Maney with Christian Wiener. Christian, you've got an Adam Schefter vibe going on with that impressive looking bookshelf behind you, I have to say. <laughs> yes i'm actually borrowing this is my my father-in-law's office here um and so i'm i'm kind of stealing it for for tonight for the the filming of this so these are not all of my books um <laughs> but yes it, i thought it was a nice place to to do the filming for this all right so he's all all sizzle no steak we got that uh let's you know <laughs> These teams bring nothing but stake. Let's take a look at the 5A Boys State Soccer Tournament. We'll throw the bracket up on the screen here. And again, as you're watching this, go ahead and hit that like button, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, and share this, please, because uh, the more people that like it and share it, the more people get to see it later on. Maybe they can't be with us live tonight, but they want to tune in later on as well. And, uh, you know, all of the fans that tune into our weekly podcasts on IdahoSports.com, we're going to drop this into the podcast feed. Every single podcast that we do, whether it's the North Idaho, Treasure Valley, Magic Valley, or East Idaho PrepCast, you can also hear what we had to say there as well. All right, let's throw this boys bracket for 5A up on the screen. And again, you can make your screen full size to uh, see it a little more clearly. Timberline, the number one seed and well-earned the Wolves in the regular season, 17 and zero and two Christian, they didn't suffer any losses on the year. Yes, they've been, uh, they showed why the, why they're considered to be the best team in five a this year. I mean, they've, uh, played fantastic all season. Um, just a couple of draws there, but aside from that, they've been perfect this year. And a big reason why is their defense. I mean, they've only allowed 11 goals the entire season, um, and they're what 19 games. So, um, they've just been very impressive on both sides, scoring the ball too. But yeah, they they definitely have looked like a juggernaut uh, so far this year. <laughs> yes, Timberline, the defending 5A champs. They were the two seed last year, got all the way to the championship where they defeated Boise 2-1. to one. Boise just happens to be the number two seed, waiting, hanging out on that other side of the bracket. You're right. Timberline is a very physical, aggressive defensive team. They got a lot of big dudes, like guys that play basketball as well. And they're like tall and like strong and burly. And yeah, it's it's pretty impressive to watch Timberline. Let's talk about the number eight seed that they're going to be taking on the Madison Bobcats, the second team to qualify from East Idaho, District 5-6. 
they, I'll admit, you know, got into their state play-in match, and it was a difficult matchup against Mountain View, but the Bobcats pulled it out in overtime, three to two. So here are the Bobcats, even though they're eight and ten on the season at state, and they've got a great chance. Yeah, I mean, I almost compare Madison, and I, uh, I apologize for those um, soccer fans that don't wouldn't don't necessarily follow basketball as well, but uh, I compare Madison almost to like the the NCAA team that kind of just makes a run through their their uh, their tournament. And even though they might have a losing record on the season, if they're able to win their conference and and get a, a bid to the NCAA tournament, and so you know, is Madison one of the top eight teams in five A? I don't know, but they proved that they could beat a team from the SIC that's that's solid in, in Mountain View, and so they're here they are in in the bracket and uh, and props to to the Bobcats on, on just getting to this point with, I mean, given some of the challenges they faced this season. Yeah. And we should mention, you know, the glaring team that's not here is Rocky mountain, right? They've, they've been a boys soccer power the last several years. They got upset by mountain view at districts. And from there, it kind of just got them off course to where they had to play a state play in match against Coeur d'Alene. They ultimately lost that. And uh, because Mountain View kind of, you know, busted the bracket at districts, they got into the play and match against Madison, a more favorable matchup, certainly. But yeah, the Bobcats uh, played Timberline earlier this year. Uh, again, this was kind of in late August. Highline and Madison, or excuse me, Highland and Madison went over and kind of played some of the Boise schools. They lost that match 5 nothing. But again, that was back in August. So, you know, both sides were still kind of figuring things out. But, you know, we'll see how the rematch goes. Uh, in the opening round of the 5A State Boys Tournament. This uh, tournament will be at Hillcrest High School, by the way. So all my 5A boys soccer fans, if you want to give your favorite team, favorite player a shout-out, you want to ask us a question about the 5A boys bracket, go ahead and throw that comment up, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on the air. So, so Timberline Madison, one versus eight. I'm really intrigued by this matchup, the 4-5. Two district rivals from up north. Coeur d'Alene, Lake City. You know, everybody said, oh, now that they seed the tournament with max preps, you know, we're not going to have district uh, opponents playing each other in the first round. And it turns out that actually that happens uh, maybe more than it did under the old system. So here you've got Coeur d'Alene and Lake City. They were very evenly matched throughout the season. Uh, I misspoke earlier where it was Lake City that defeated Rocky Mountain in that play-in match. But, you know, I go back to the district championship uh, a week ago, Christian, Coeur d'Alene only won that matchup one to nothing, and then they split in the regular season. The Vikings won four to one, and then the Timberwolves won three to two. Yeah, no, these have been two very evenly matched uh, teams. I mean, the the 5A, 4A combined IEL Inland Empire League was really exciting this year, especially on the boys' side. It was just very competitive, a lot of teams beating up on each other. And I mean, these two teams, like you said, were very evenly matched. I mean, you just look at their records, very similar. And um, yeah, I think this it's an exciting first round matchup for sure to see them getting to play again. And I, I you got to give Lake City again huge props, like you said, for getting that win um, to in the in the play in game to make it to this point over Rocky Mountain, who's a, a perennial power in five A boys soccer. And so um, this is great for 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 Lake City. Great to see him there. And um, yeah, like you said, it, this is not going to be the first time that we'll see uh, some division or uh, district opponents facing off in in the first round here. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, call it a gut feeling. I, I have nothing to go off of here, but it's just a gut feeling. I like Lake City in this matchup. I, I can't tell you why. It's just a gut feeling that I have, but I'm going Lake City, the five over the four there. Uh, let's talk about Thunder Ridge. Man, their boys had a very impressive season. They quietly kind of went under the radar as well. Again, the teams in Boise always seem to gather a little more acclaim, but boy, 
Thunder Ridge 15 and 0 and 1. The champs from District 5-6. They're the three seed overall, taking on a Bora team that's you know pretty sturdy. They're 11 and 5 and 2. And this is always the question that comes up at state, no matter the sport. Question is. Is a team with a 15-0-1 record from East Idaho as good as a team from Boise that's maybe fourth or fifth? Um, because the Boise fans will tell you our league is so strong that our fifth-place team could beat the top team from the East. This is where we're going to find out. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, I mean, Thunder Ridge has had a great season, and I you give props to, to the Titans for, for everything that they've been able to do this year. I mean, they've t- they took care of business in the, the High Country Conference, and, and I took care of business in the district tournament all season. They, they have done great, but you you have to feel for them, though. This, this is a very tough 3-6 matchup for them to draw with the Bora Lions. Bora is playing great down the stretch. They were the number five seed going into the district three playoffs. They had upsets over Eagle and Boise and made it all the way to the finals, and they lost 2-1 to one to Timberline, the team that we were just talking about, how good they are. They they played them one, you know, to a one-goal game in the, the championship of the district, and so they they're playing well at the right time. And so this is a, this it's a really tough matchup here to draw for if you're Thunder Ridge. Yeah, this is a rematch actually from last year at state. Uh, this was the 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 consolation matchup uh, on the other side of the bracket where Thunder Ridge and Bora both lost in the opening round. Bora was the three seeded state last year. They lost to Rocky Mountain one nothing, and then Bora and Thunder Ridge met up in the consolation match. They tied 1-1 through regulation and overtime came down to penalty kicks. Bora won on PKs 4-2. So the Titans are also looking for a little revenge there in, in the rematch. Kurt Mitchell uh, has done a phenomenal job with the Titans this year, though, and they'll be carrying the banner for East Idaho. And then uh, our last matchup at the very top, the two and the seven, this is Boise and Eagle, two rivals from District 3. Um Eagle actually took fourth in in the regular season standings and played Boise once during the regular season. Um, but I, I really like Boise here. This is a I think a really good matchup. Boise won the regular season matchup two nothing. This is just a really well coached brave team led by head coach Mike Darrow. Yeah, I know the Boise's had a great season, and I mean if. If Timberline's right up there, I mean they're they're just not not but a step behind from from what Timberline has done this season. The Brave have just uh, have really proven that they 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 have what it takes this year. And uh, yeah, Eagles Eagles done well. I mean they they uh, got a couple big wins in the district tournament to qualify for state and uh, without having to play the the play in game. And so that that was a, a a big thing for the Mustangs there to to avoid that play in game and make it to this. But yeah, just a tough matchup with with Boise in the first round and. Um, just Boise has experience. They're they're talented and, and seem like uh, one of the best teams in 5A this year. Definitely. I wanted to pivot back real quick to that 3-6 matchup. Bora as the sixth seed. This is what we talked about. Bora got hot at districts, got all the way to the district championship match, and yet are still seated below other teams that they finished higher than at districts because, again, the max preps rating only takes into account what you did in the regular season. So kind of a bum deal for Bora and maybe a bum deal for Thunder Ridge. Maybe Thunder Ridge thought they were going to have a, an easier opponent, but uh, either way. Okay. So here's my championship prediction. Um, I like call me crazy. I don't know. It's just something in my gut is telling me Lake city from that bottom half of the bracket. I'm going with the five seed baby and I'll have them against Boise. I'll take the brave to win Lake city second and I guess technically they would be my dark horse as well, I guess would be Lake City. Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. for me, 
for me, when I look at it, um, like I said, just the way that Bora is playing, I would not be surprised at all to see them get that that win in the first round and even get a second win. I mean, they, we saw them beat, like I said, both Eagle and Boise in the district tournament. And so we know they're capable of doing that. And I, I, I see them getting there. Um, but I still think the Timberline, just the way they played this year, I think they you still have to give them the edge. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to come down to Bora Timberline. I'll take Chalk, I'll take Timberline, but um, I, I think that Bora is my dark horse team out of this this uh, 5A boys bracket. I like it, Christian. I like it a lot. And again, let's get the conversation going. 5A fans out there think we're crazy. You think I'm nuts for taking Lake City to get to go to the championship? <laughs> Let me know in the comments. Give your favorite team a shout out. Let's let's get those shout outs going. Um, we would love to interact with the fans that are watching tonight. Okay, let's take a look at our 5A boys players to watch. Uh, this is a good group. Kai McAllister of Boise, Carter Griffith of Bora. Uh, you know, he's been their go-to goal scorer this year. Thomas Birch of Eagle, Cooper Prohaska of Coeur d'Alene. He does double duty Christian. He's also the kicker for the Coeur d'Alene football team. And so uh, I know they're going to be missing him this weekend. Coeur d'Alene's fighting for their football lives in a, in a winner go home game against Lewiston to get into the playoffs. Uh, Connor jump from Lake city, Kevin jump, the head coach for the Timberwolves, Ian Jones of Madison, you know, Madison's just got a lot of good solid athletes, Spencer Thompson of Thunder Ridge. And then the goalie Ben Anderson from Timberline. He's really done a fantastic job anchoring that Timberline defense. Who are you most excited to see? I, I really uh, want to see Cooper Prohaska of Coeur d'Alene because he's had so many games this year where he's, you know, scored three, four goals. Hat tricks have been common for him, but who are you excited to watch? Yeah, no, Prohaska's done well. Like you said, uh, 26 goals, 10 assists on the year. I think that, 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 that he's definitely a player to watch uh, for sure. I think it's interesting with you picking Lake City. They're they're a pretty low scoring team, um, and so I think you know if they like you know they all a lot of their goals or games this season have been pretty low scoring. So I think just that side of the bracket to me is lending itself to Ben Anderson, the goalie from Timberline. Just the way that things kind of are stacking up, I could definitely see see Timberline going through with a couple of shutouts and him playing very well. Um, and so that that's kind of who I'm looking at on that side of the bracket, and then up on the top. Um, you know, the, again, some great players there. I, one player that interests me is Spencer Thompson from uh, Thunder Ridge. He's listed, at least online, as a defender, a midfielder, and a striker. And so I don't know if he plays one of those positions more so than another, but I'm interested to see his versatility and how that plays out uh, for the Titans in, in this tournament. Thunder Ridge is the team that I really think could surprise people as well, even though they're the three seed. I don't think people are giving Thunder Ridge nearly the respect that they deserve. It's going to be a really fun 5A boys tournament. And again, that is going to be uh, at Hillcrest High over in East Idaho in Ammon. All right, we'll take another break. We'll come back with our 4A girls. We've already got Twin Falls fans wanting to talk about the Lady Bruins, and for good reason, they're the defending champs. And we will break it out for you right after the break. This is the live IdahoSports.com 2022 State Soccer Tournament Preview Show. A hit in the morning, another between class, after school, and more before bed. Vaping sucks you in quick. Not to mention all the chemicals and health problems everyone's talking about. That's why thousands of teens are ready to take back their life their own way with My Life, My Quit. When you sign up with us, you'll get a free and simple quit plan that makes it easier to stop vaping. Visit MyLifeMyQuit.com or text Start My Quit to 36072. 
Welcome back to the IdahoSports.com 2022 State Soccer Tournament Preview Show. We are live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. So if you're uh, checking out the action, go ahead and hit that like button and share it with all your family and friends because I know it's hard to get people to come commit to 90 minutes of soccer talk on a weeknight. There's lots of stuff going on, but whenever people come back to consume this, we want to make sure they're able to see it. And the way they can do that is... The more likes and shares, retweets, uh, et cetera, that we get, uh, the, the algorithms say, okay, uh, more people get to see it. So anyways, I'm Brandon Bainey. That's Christian Wiener. Again, this was a comment that came in early tonight from YouTube. Parker Paul, good luck. Twin Falls High School Girls Soccer. You know, I'm not sure there's much luck needed. The Bruins, the defending 4A Girls Soccer champs, and for good reason. Let's take a look at this uh, 4A girls bracket, and let's just start with um, the bottom half where Bishop Kelly, the number one overall seed, Bishop Kelly is so good in like every sport, like <laughs> without fail. Bishop Kelly ended up taking fourth at state last year. Uh, they lost in overtime to Skyline in the third, fourth place match, two to one in overtime what do you make of this Knights team? Because in my opinion, and maybe this is just me, but the 3A, or excuse me, the 4A District 3 just, to me, wasn't as strong as it's been in years past. So yeah, BK went 12-0 and in league, 14-2-1 and and overall, but I'm just, I'm not sure what the quality of competition was for the Knights. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I, I definitely still think Bishop Kelly is a great team. Um, you know, they, they again, they, like you said, they took care of business in the games that they did have there. Uh, in the 4A SIC this year. Um, but I think one one way to, I guess, look at it is just kind of seeing what they did against teams outside of that. And so their two losses this season are to um, Centennial, who's a 5A, um, and then Boise, who's also another 5A. And both of those were fairly close matches. So I think that, I mean, it shows you that they're they're pretty comparable with a couple of the playoff teams in 5A. They're, you know, they've been on that level. And so, I mean, I definitely think that they're deserving of being in the tournament. Are they good enough to be the number one seed and the overall favorite for this bracket. That's another question, but I definitely think you can't count out the Knights. I mean, they're a perennial power um, in girls soccer. And so um, I'm sure that they'll, they'll uh, have something to say about that. Certainly. And if there's one team that's carrying the Cinderella banner in girls soccer this weekend, I think it's gotta be the Shelly Russets, the number eight seed uh, coming out of district six you know, during the regular season, they, they kind of had an up and down regular season. They really seemed to uh, alternate wins with losses. You know, they'd win two and then they'd lose two. But I'll tell you, since the calendar turned to October, the Russets have not lost. They have uh, won four times and they've, they've tied twice. One of those was a district. So really they won, they've won five and, and tied one. So Shelly comes in kind of with a full head of steam. I think people were really surprised. They defeated Skyline, um, or excuse me, they lost to Skyline on penalty kicks um, three to two, uh, and then they came back through and beat Skyline on Saturday in the game that decided the second bid to state. So Shelly, after losing to Skyline on PKs, came back and defeated the Grizzlies to earn their spot at state. To me, that was really impressive. Yeah, no, I mean, give give props to them. They were the number four seed there. Uh, in the High Country Conference for a going into that district tournament, and you know they they got it done when they needed to. And again, as we talked about, even in the five eight bracket, it's all about getting hot at the right time. I mean, that's that's kind of the way sports works a lot of times. And so, 
I mean, if they're playing well at the at the right time of year, they got a tough matchup here with Bishop Kelly, but I mean, they've, they've done well so far. They've, they've proven they can get some upsets against some of those top teams in 4A. And so who's to say they can't make a run here, if not in the winner's bracket, at least in the consolation uh, for the Russets. I think the one spot Shelly's going to run into trouble in this matchup particularly is depth, right? BK's got such superior depth in all of the sports that they compete in. And Shelly, you know, the depth's a little smaller, right? So in terms of keeping fresh and keeping engaged, you know, that definitely favors the Knights. Let's let's uh let's take a look at the rest of this 4A bracket and any 4A fans out there that think we're way off base or you want to give your favorite team, your favorite player a shout out, hop on and do so. That's what we're here for. We're we're talking to the fans live tonight. This 4-5 matchup is brutal. <laughs> like just brutal. <laughs> Two teams from East Idaho, Pocatello the 4 seed, Bonneville the 5 seed. I was actually I think more impressed with Bonneville during the regular season. You know, they have the better record, 12 and 1 and 3 overall. Pokies 14 and five and one um, pokey had to battle a little bit in districts, right? They, they got to the district tournament and dude, this is insane. This is what happens when you play in a three team district. And, and you know this because Bonners Ferry and Timberlake are a two team district in almost every sport, except soccer. Um, Pocatello played century three times in like the last two weeks. <laughs> so yeah. um, they lost a century two to one in the regular season. Um, and then they beat them twice at districts, two to one in overtime and two nothing uh, on Saturday in the match that ultimately decided the district championship. So Pokey is definitely battle tested and I'm sure they're glad to be playing somebody besides Century finally. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's just the way that, like you said, these these conferences with only a few teams work is you're going to be playing the same team a lot. And it's it's fun when it's really good competitive games. But yeah. Uh, you know, give give po- po- again Pocatello credit there. We, they won when they need to um, in the in the district tournament. And here they are, and uh, yeah, I know your your East Idaho teams are gonna have to beat up on each other, unfortunately, in the first round. But uh, sometimes that's just the way that the the cards fall. So, well, and, and three of the four East Idaho teams are all piled up on one side of the bracket too, which is kind of. Uh, interesting to look at. I just, I've been really impressed with Bonneville this year. They, they're they a really solid team, right? It's not one player that does the heavy lifting. They've got several players um, that they can rely on. And speaking of winning streaks, the last time Bonneville lost was all the way back on August 29th, second match of the year. It was the only time they lost and they lost to Madison four to one, but otherwise uh, they've looked very impressive, albeit against teams pretty much exclusively from East Idaho. So again, the question always is, how do those East Idaho teams fare at state? I guess we'll find out shortly. Top half of the bracket, <laughs> another brutal matchup in the 3-6. Twin Falls, <laughs> Canyon Ridge. These are rivals, obviously. They're both from the city of Twin Falls. They're both district rivals. They both went back and forth this year. I have no idea how this is going to go. For the defending champion Bruins, this is about as, as, as worse of a draw as you can get. Canyon Ridge won the first matchup in the regular season to nothing. They drew the second time one, one, and then Canyon Ridge defeated twin falls at districts to nothing. So tell me how this works. Canyon Ridge has gone two and oh, and one against twin falls. And yet they're the six seed and twin falls is the three seed. How's that work? Yeah, I guess some of it must have to do with some of the other teams that they've played at, you know, non-conference type of games and how those affect the max prep rankings. But yeah, it, it really is strange though when the head-to-head looks one way, but then the ranking looks another. Um, but I mean, it's going to give us another great match, I'm sure. I mean, like you just mentioned, both 
all of their meetings so far this season have been close, uh, hard-fought matches. And I mean, you know, for a team to beat uh, the defending 4A champs twice and tie them the other time, you know, the Twin Falls has to be uh, chomping at the bit to get back and uh, get some some vengeance here against uh, the River Hawks in the first round. And there are some really important players that were big parts of that championship last year from Twin Falls that are back. In particular, there's like I kind of call them the big four, but there's Ava Schroeder, Hannah McQueen, Miranda Wilson, and Sydney Jund. They all did a fantastic job last year for Twin Falls. We're all big contributors to that championship team. Canyon Ridge got the state last year. They were the three seed overall. They went two and out. So I know the, the River Hawks are certainly motivated to have a better showing at state this year. And coming in as the six seed is going to put a chip on their shoulder like they already didn't need. Um, I will tell you, I think whoever wins this matchup gets to the championship. I will say that. Whoever wins between Twin Falls and Canyon Ridge, I think, has a good path to get there. Um, and, and up top, we've got Valley View, the seven seed, Sandpoint, the two seed. Valley View, we, I talked about Canyon Ridge, went two and out last year. Valley View was the team that knocked them off in the first round, three nothing. And Valley View is the six seed, got all the way to the championship where they fell to Twin Falls, three nothing. So Valley View, you know, despite the low seed, they seem to play well at, at state tournament time, but man, I'll tell you, Sandpoint is a really good team. They just missed out on state last year where they were undefeated in the regular season, lost to Moscow in the district championship, and that was it. And they were done, didn't get to go to state. We'll talk about another team that that happened to this year in a little bit, but man, I know Sandpoint, after missing out on state last year, is very excited to be there. Yeah, I was going to say that's another uh, challenge of the, the small three-team conferences that I'm sure, like you said, you're going to mention in a minute, but um, yeah, Sandpoint took care of business against Moscow this year. They got back to state. Um, and, you know, Sandpoint's been a team that's proven that they can win at state. I mean, they've what won, I believe, three or four um, state championships in the last 10 years or so. And so they've they've have an ex experience there on the coaching staff and some players that have have been there before. And so, um, you know, I'm sure they're they're ready to go against Valley View. I think it's a, a good matchup for Sandpoint. And I think even one element that sometimes you don't always consider is just even the location of where this tournament is. Um, this is one of those, a rare state tournament that's being played up in North Idaho and post falls. And so for Sandpoint that, you know, both on boys and girls that we'll talk about in a minute, they're getting to go home and sleep in their own bed every night versus these other teams that are staying in hotels and traveling long distances to be there for this tournament. So definitely an advantage uh, for the Bulldogs in that sense, at least. Um, and yeah, so Interesting matchups there on the top half of the bracket for sure, though. Definitely. And we should mention that these uh, matches will take place at the real life fields up in post falls. Uh, the 4A boys will be there as well. Great facilities. As long as the weather cooperates, I believe the last time state was up there, uh, it snowed. And so there was a lot of people that weren't too happy about that. But the weather is supposed to be fantastic. Sandpoint, they play in this combined 5A, 4A Inland Empire League. So they end up playing a lot of the 5A schools. Um, and they've got a lot of signature wins. I mean, we talked about they beat Coeur d'Alene 1-0. They tied Coeur d'Alene 1-1. Lake City is kind of the gold standard, right? And they lost 8-0 the first time. But in the rematch, they only lost 2-1. So that tells you how good Sandpoint is. that they And they led that match 1-0 at halftime, too, by the way. So Sandpoint, you know, I'm going to rescind my other comment. 
I said whoever won Twin Falls Canyon Ridge was going to get to the championship. I really think it's going to be Sandpoint. And I I like Sandpoint to win the 4A championship. Uh, Coach Connor Baranski has built up a, a great program, as you alluded to, Christian. So prediction time, I'll go Sandpoint as my champion. I'll have them taking on Bonneville in the championship. I'm going with another five seed here. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and my my dark horse uh, would be possibly Canyon Ridge out of that sixth slot. Um, I think they're definitely underseeded. What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that Bonneville is that dark horse team on the bottom half of the bracket. Um, I do give the edge to Bishop Kelly in the first round over Shelley, just like you said, just based off of numbers and experience there in that one. But I think that's a it's an interesting matchup there, regardless of whether it's Pocatello or Bonneville, but especially if it's Bonneville. I, I um, give do give an edge to the Bees in that in that matchup. Um, and then the top half of the bracket, I do uh, like the Bulldogs um, against Valley View. As far as Twin Falls Canyon Ridge, I, I for me, I will say I think that the winner of that could go to the state championship game and maybe even win the state this year. So um, I, I, I don't know if Twin Falls will repeat. I, I kind of like Canyon Ridge. I think they've shown they can beat the Bruins this season. And so I'll, I'll go with Canyon Ridge uh, going through on, on that side um, on the top half of the bracket. I like it. All right, let's take a look at our four, eight girls to watch. We picked one from each team. And again, this is just a jumping off point. If there's a player that's not on this list that you want to give a shout out to throw it in the comments, we'll throw it up on the screen. Here's what we've got, though. Sophie Schmutz of Bishop Kelly. I feel like she's been there forever. <laughs> she's been a varsity contributor. She's one of those players that you feel like has been there for 10 years. Sophie Schmutz. Uh, Reagan Flynn from Bonneville. Fantastic uh, goal scorer, but a great passer in the open field as well. Kirstine Kent, the great goalkeeper from Pocatello. Uh, Lily Teske of Canyon Ridge. Great defender. Allison Kohler of Shelley. Uh, she was an all-conference selection for the Russets a year ago. Ava Schroeder from Twin Falls, Christian. She just won the 4A Girls State Golf Championship. She plays golf and soccer. Golf moved to the fall for the first time this year. And Ava Schroeder, uh, from what everybody told me, was the best golfer on the weekend. 5A, 4A, boy, girl, didn't matter. Ava Schroeder was the best. And she's back to lead this Twin Falls soccer team. Kelsey Cessna of Sandpoint, such a fantastic um, athletic forward. And then Alondra Osuna from Valley View. She made a goal as time expired from about 20 yards out earlier this year in a match over, I believe it was Skyview, but it was literally a buzzer beater, Christian. So Alondra Osuna of Valley View, also fun to watch. I'm most excited to see Reagan Flynn and Ava Schroeder. I think those are the two players I'm most excited to watch compete here. Who, who are you looking at? Yeah, I was actually, I was going to say Ray, Reagan Flynn. I think for both of us looking at Bonneville, if they're going to be the ones that come out of that side of the bracket, I really think that that Reagan Flynn is going to be the one to lead the charge. She really facilitates a lot of the offense for the Bees. I mean, if you just look, she's um, scored 16 goals and also assisted on nine this season. And so she she's going to have to be have her hand or, I guess, foot just being soccer <laughs> in a, a lot of what they do if they're going to want to um, advance in this bracket. And so, yeah, I think that she's the my player to watch um, for the 4A. Yeah, she's such a great passer for sure. And here we've got a Bonneville fan in the house, Megan Mickelson. Go Bees! Good luck, Bonneville. Hey, I'm taking the Bees to get all the way to the championship. Uh, I, I don't know if they'll win it, but boy, they've been so fun to watch. They're such a unselfish team. They've played really good team ball all year long. Thanks for hopping in, Megan. Here's another one. Jacqueline Bear, go Bees! We got some Bonneville fans in the house tonight. Any other 4A fans out there? Or is this just going to be a Bonneville conversation? 
<laughs> Give him a couple seconds. Now nah, it looks like, okay, well, we're going to move on then. Uh, for a boy soccer should be just as wide open and entertaining as the for a girls bracket. And we'll break it down for you right after this break. This is the live IdahoSports.com state soccer tournament preview show. We'll be back right after this on IdahoSports.com. We're a valley-wide country store. For 100 years, we've been your number one choice for food, fuel, farm supplies, and just about everything else you could need to get you through your day. We know you work until the job is done, and so do we. For gas on the go or a little extra to help you get down the road, you can count on us. We are proud to employ your neighbors and to be a cornerstone of your community. We're Valleywide. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we're here for you. Welcome back to the IdahoSports.com State Soccer Tournament Preview Show, live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Thanks for being with us tonight. A couple of things. I'm Brandon Bainey. That's Christian Wiener. As you're watching this tonight, hit that like button. That's going to help us uh, tomorrow and even Thursday as people are trying to find this uh recording later on maybe they couldn't be here live tonight they want to find it later the more people that like and share it the more uh eyeballs get to see it according to our social media overlords and then um let's talk about as well if you are watching live tonight we want you to be part of the conversation we had some bonneville fans hop on during the last segment we had a twin falls fan tonight we want to hear from you the fans give your favorite team favorite player a shout out and we'll throw it up on the screen all right, let's take a look at the 4A Boys State Soccer Bracket. Real-life fields and post-falls is where this tournament will take place. Sandpoint, the number one seed overall, and I think it's well-deserved. They're going to take on the eight seed, Bishop Kelly. How do you like this opening matchup? I mean, I think that's a, it's a tough mat, a tough draw for Sandpoint right off the bat. I mean, the Bulldogs have looked great this season. I think I guess we should start there. They Again, as we've mentioned already, they play in the combined 4A, 5A, IEL up in North Idaho here. And they take, have, take, took care of business against the 4A schools and the 5A schools. And, uh, I mean, as we've mentioned already, Lake City and Coeur d'Alene, they, you know, they were not too shabby this season. But but the Bulldogs, uh, they, they did well. They tied once, I believe, against Coeur d'Alene, won their, all seven of their other IEL games during the regular season, and then they took care of business in the, the district tournament against Moscow as well and uh and so I, I definitely like them in the in, in the this side of the bracket but it is a tough draw i mean like again same with the girls side bishop kelly boys are you know typically a pretty good team here um in, in boys soccer and so i think that that's a really intriguing matchup for for the the one eight um draw there yeah this is a rematch of the 4a championship from last year christian uh, a match that bishop kelly won three to one so bk is the defending state champion. They did lose a lot of those guys' graduation, and it hasn't been the smoothest road this year, especially because they play in the same conference as Caldwell, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, I'm, I agree with you. This is a tough draw. Sandpoint gets the one seed, and this is their this is their reward, a rematch of the championship with the defending <laughs> champions in the opening round. Gee, thanks. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I agree. I, I like Sandpoint. They're definitely battle tested. Uh, they tied Court Lane one one. They beat Lake City, who I picked to uh, get to the five A championship. So I guess I better say that Sandpoint is probably going to get there as well. We'll get to the predictions in a little bit, but um, <laughs> Coach Tanner French uh, has done a phenomenal job with the Bulldog Boys Soccer Program. Um, what a matchup in the first round, though one versus eight. Then we've got uh, an interesting matchup uh, right above them, the four and five. And I don't 
I don't know what to make of this because both teams have been inconsistent at times this year, right? Blackfoot, the four seed, Century, the five seed. Century kind of got a dramatic uh, win over Pocatello in the District 5 championship on Saturday, three to two. Uh, so, so again, we talked about this on the girls' side. Uh, Century and Pocatello played three times in a row at districts. They tied 1-1, and then it went to overtime where Century won on, on penalty kicks, 3-0. Then Pocatello a week later beat the Diamondbacks 2-1 to to set up the, the winner-take-all match on Saturday, which Century won 3-2 thanks to a very late goal. Um, and yet Blackfoot also kind of played their way into state um, with a win in the... Um, a win on Saturday as well. You know, Blackfoot was 12 and three and one during the regular season. Liam Pope, one of the best soccer coaches around. Um, they had to beat Hillcrest on Saturday in overtime, two to one to earn their spot to state. Yeah. I mean, definitely two battle tested teams here for sure. in, in Blackfoot and century and yeah, an intriguing matchup, as you mentioned, I mean, uh, both teams like looked, what looked good in their conference and have good records overall. Um, and I, I think that, it, that they should match up pretty well in this one. Um, again, I, I will talk about this obviously in a minute. I do give the edge still to Sam Point and Bishop Kelly over both of them, but I think that, that yeah, the Broncos and the Diamondbacks should, should be a good match in the first round. You know, I lean Blackfoot slightly because, you know, I know Liam Pope is a great soccer coach, one of the best in the state. And they've held up pretty well this year. I mean, they they lost to, to Thunder Ridge 2-0 in their season opener. That was a pretty competitive match. And they really did, uh, with the exception of two 1-0 losses to Idaho Falls, which we'll get to, um, they, they did look pretty good in conference play as well. And they also did beat Idaho Falls earlier this year. So, yeah, I kind of like Blackfoot there. But I agree. Whoever wins that matchup, I think whether it's Sandpoint or Bishop Kelly, whoever wins that match at the very bottom – is the team that gets to the championship. And I guess I'll go with Sandpoint on the bottom half. Let's look at this 3-6 matchup. Idaho Falls might be the biggest mystery team out there. Ryan Cook, uh, head coach for Idaho Falls, has done a tremendous job, but not much is known about this team, which is crazy considering that they're 13-2-1, and and but they're just there wasn't much chatter about Idaho Falls all year long. Um, and they're playing a Canyon Ridge team that we know is a pretty good team. I mean, they got the state last year and won the consolation over Caldwell. So this to me is a pretty interesting matchup as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, both, both of these teams are, have had great seasons also. And uh, Idaho Falls, especially, like you said, I mean, their only two uh, losses this season came against Thunder Ridge, who is the number three seed in the, uh, the 5A, and then Blackfoot, who we just talked about. So, I mean, they... they Definitely. Again, they they took care of business in the High Country Conference this this year. They've looked good, but uh, yeah, it'll be in, really intriguing to see what they do, especially on that side of the bracket. Because at least in my mind, I feel like that that side of the bracket's really in, interesting. With uh, I mean, Caldwell, we'll talk about in a minute, is, is definitely um, the the best team up there. But I think that there you know there could be some in, intriguing matchups um, both towards the consolation side and the second round uh, with depending on who wins those games. Yeah, see, I, I think this this side of the bracket sets up really well for Caldwell. In fact, Caldwell is my pick to win the 4A title. They just have such a good program. So, yeah, let's look at the 2-7 matchup. Caldwell going to take on Wood River. Wood River, the Wolverines, took second place out of District 4, 14-2-2 and two and two on the year. But the question is, you know, how good was their district? I don't know that it's been as strong as in years past. You know, Jerome was the one seed last year. 
at state after they won the district and they were good. They fell to Bishop Kelly in the semis, one nothing in overtime, but then they lost everybody to graduation. So they were rebuilding that kind of left the door open in that conference this year. Um, I really like Caldwell. They're so strong that they have not one, but two JV squads this year, <laughs> two <laughs> JV teams. How crazy is that? Hey, real quick. We do have a question from how about this reagan flynn we were just talking about her for bonneville will the full video of this broadcast be posted later yes it will um it, it is available to watch as soon as it's over on the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page or twitter account so whatever social media platform you want to use once we finish up the live broadcast it'll be there for you to watch and we'll also put it on our website idahosports.com and by the way good luck this weekend we're very excited to watch you compete and good luck to Bonneville. So that was on the girls' side. Okay, back to boys. Um, Caldwell. They have two JV teams this year. I mean, they are loaded. Their their team is so good. Coach Yeakley uh, does a great job. Oh, yeah. I mean, bon- I mean, uh, sorry, Caldwell has just looked fantastic this year. I mean, they absolutely have dominated the 4A SIC. Um, just, I mean, top to bottom, they have probably one of the best teams Um in all of 4A and potentially even the state. I mean, they've just been that good this year. And so they, in my mind, they're the two seed, but I do agree that they probably are the favorite coming out of this this whole bracket. Um, and so I, I definitely uh, lean towards towards the, the Cougars in that first-round matchup. Although Wood River does play very good defense. I was just uh, looking, actually. They, they've only given up about um, 0.5 goals per game. So they, you know, they have a very low um, goal-allowed average. And so that, you know, I think that their their hope might be just to kind of play for that one nothing or even you know even if it goes nothing nothing into overtime and try to win it in PKs or something that I think that has to be the kind of strategy. But I mean Caldwell has has scored points. They've <laughs> they've scored uh, more than five goals a game. So I mean that's going to be a, a hard a hard offense to slow down for anyone, um, and especially for Wood River in that first round. Yeah, I mean Caldwell in the regular season, seventeen wins, no losses, one draw that was it and was that draw against bishop kelly it wasn't it was actually against skyview they drew 2-2 and i know that 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 really uh upset them because they had basically a chance at an undefeated season and they kind of stumbled a little bit against the skyview team that went four and nine and two so i know they're very motivated to okay we don't have the undefeated season let's let's go ahead and win state so uh, prediction time. I like, this is going to be boring. One versus two Sandpoint Caldwell. I'll take Caldwell to win the title. Uh, my dark horse, I think is Bishop Kelly sitting there at that eight seat. I think if they can get past Sandpoint, you know, they've got a shot. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to agree with you on that there. I was going to say, I, I, I really like Sandpoint on the bottom half of the bracket to get through there, as we already mentioned, but I will say again, as I kind of mentioned, I think in the five, eight girls, if the eight seed beat the one seed, I would not be completely shocked. I mean, that that's a, a good Bishop Kelly team. Like you said, lost a lot from last year, but they are still defending champions and still have some good pieces there and some good experience. And so, I, you know, that would not shock me, but I still am going to put put my, my uh, I don't, I guess not money, but my thoughts go towards Sam Point there. Um, and, uh, and then on the top half of the bracket, yeah, I just think Caldwell is just too good. I mean, I, I, I kind of like Idaho Falls, maybe over over Canyon Ridge. There um, is kind of like you said the the unknown a little bit for the Tigers. I like them to beat Canyon Ridge, but I just think Caldwell is just um, a superior team, and I think that they they ultimately take it um, in the four A. 
Yeah, I think this one maybe will have the least amount of drama. And, and then as soon as I say that, watch this be the most chaotic and wild <laughs> tournament out there. Um, okay, here's our 4A boys to watch. Uh, our, our boys players, we're keeping an eye on one from each team here. Justin McGrew, the goalkeeper for Bishop Kelly. He's been pretty steady back there all year. Chris Garcia of Blackfoot uh, ended up scoring essentially what was the game-winning goal against Hillcrest um, in that win that got them to state axel gonzalez the captain for caldwell they've got a couple of captains but a axel gonzalez is really the guy that makes them go diosh Uran of canyon ridge solid sturdy midfielder defender type brody stanton of century he scored the uh the, the game-winning goal in that district title match over pocatello jojo soto Idaho Falls. I mean, on name alone, JoJo Soto. Uh, it just it flows off the tongue so nicely. Randy Lane of Sandpoint. I feel like he's been like playing for 10 years for Sandpoint. He's been a contributor since his very early high school career. And then Juan Ortiz from Wood River. I'm really excited, actually, to see uh, Diosh Yaron of Canyon Ridge. Um, I've heard good things about him. I haven't had a chance to see him play in person. So that's the guy I'm most excited about. Uh, who are you excited to watch? Uh, I think I'm really looking forward to seeing Axel Gonzalez play. I mean, as you mentioned there, he's the captain. He was a first-team All-State um, nominee last year. He's a senior this year as a midfield and forward. And so, uh, as we talked about, just that that solid Caldwell Cougars offensive um, just juggernaut of what they are i think that he kind of leads the charge there and so i'm excited to see what he does um in, in the in the foray here definitely all right well that'll put a wrap on our foray soccer convo i see our viewer numbers are starting to tick up this is what usually happens for the for the lowest level uh there's a lot of 3a soccer diehards out there and uh we're very excited to break down those brackets this is kind of christian's area of expertise and we'll talk 3a girls soccer right after this break you're watching the 2022 idahosports.com state soccer tournament preview show live we're back right after this later thank you I was in an accident. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I have my seatbelt on. And speaking of seatbelts, you better buckle up for this next <laughs> tournament because this is going to be crazy. This is the most wide open tournament to me. Uh, any of the eight teams I think are capable of going on a run and winning it. And uh, we're already getting comments in here for our 3A girls soccer um, uh, preview. Real quick, want to give another shout out to Reagan Flynn. Go Bees. Yes, we're very excited to watch Bonneville compete on the girls' side. And again, we're so excited to watch uh, Reagan and her teammates compete at the 4A state tournament in Post Falls. All right, Josh Richardson says, Go Teton. Yes, that's got to be the story of the 3A girls' state tournament. Teton knocking out previously undefeated Sugar Salem. Uh, so we'll, we'll break down Teton's chances here in a moment, but. Also, the boss, the boss is weighed in here, Paul Kingsbury. That Christian guy is solid. Might have to keep that guy around. There you go, Christian. You're getting good reviews from the boss tonight. Gotta like All that. right. 
Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been working here for a little bit. I have not yet met Paul face to face. So, but I appreciate the compliment. We've talked over email. So, <laughs> thank you. And uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll keep uh, keep working hard. <laughs> you know, I've I've never actually had an in person interaction with Paul either. No, I'm just kidding. We, we've, uh, we talk all the time. So, okay, let's talk about this 3 8 girls state soccer tournament. And again, we saw Josh repping Teton. If you are a 3A fan, give your favorite team, your favorite school, your favorite player a shout-out. Ask us a question. I promise. Uh, as dumb as the answer may be, I'll answer it <laughs> in terms of my predictions. I, I've really gone out there with some of my predictions so far. Um, and, and also, like this video and share it, because that's what's going to allow more people to see this after the live broadcast has ended. Here's uh, Dirk McLean. Go Beavers. Yes, American Falls, such a good team as well. East Idaho is really strong, I think, especially in 3A soccer. Let, let's put up this bracket because, my goodness, I, I really do think, you know, maybe with the exception of Timberlake down there at the number eight slot, and not because I don't think they're good, but because they have such a juggernaut to play right away, <laughs> I, I think any of these seven other teams are capable of going on a run. Let's just start though with Coeur d'Alene Charter, the number one seed. Uh, they they had a match this year that they won 22 to nothing, Christian. It was a new school record. Six different players had a hat trick in that match that they won 22 to nothing. They got to state last year as the two seed and to me kind of the favorite. And they lost in the opening round to Teton, the seven seed on penalty kicks 4-3. It was a scoreless draw through overtime. And they lost four to three on PKs. They battled back and won the consolation matchup. But for veteran coach Stacy Smith and the Panthers, they're they're back for revenge this year. Oh yeah, and I mean again, as I, I mentioned in the five A girls, Quarterland uh, Charter, along with Lake City girls, are the only other team that has not lost or had a draw this season. And so they have just they've they've looked very dominant. I've seen uh, bits and pieces of. of a couple of their games when they've been playing Bonners Ferry or also a little bit of the district championship game against Timberlake. And um, yeah, they just, they, they, they have scores all over the field and they, they can really play that um, they've outscored their opponents 138 to 11 in their 16 games this season, which is just, there's a, and just I, I like uh, Brandon said, stay buckled up because there's a lot of statistics that we're going to talk about with, 3A soccer that are quite remarkable. And I, I think that's one of them right there. Yeah. And again, like I said, um, it's not that I don't think Timberlake is good, but I mean, they just right away, you have to play Coeur d'Alene Charter again, your district rival. Um, you know, this was the district championship matchup, right? And Coeur d'Alene Charter won five, nothing. So, I mean, decided advantage to the Panthers, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Timberlake make a run over to the consolation side of the bracket um, and maybe bring home a trophy there. We'll just have to wait and see. Okay, five versus four. Teton the four seed after they knocked out Sugar Salem one to nothing in the district championship match. Uh, Sugar Salem ha had been undefeated to that point. And kind of like Sandpoint last year, one loss at the worst time. They're staying home. Here is Teton. We talked about last year when Coeur d'Alene Charter was upset in the first round. It was Teton that did it. Teton, the seven seed last year. They got to the semifinals where they fell to the cutthroats from Sun Valley Community School in overtime two to one. So this is a Teton team that's, you know, looking for a chance at redemption. The only problem is, is that they got to play the defending champs right away from Fruitland, the number five seed overall. 
Yeah, no, this is a really intriguing matchup here as the, in the 4-5. And also just intriguing because, again, it's on the same side of the bracket as Coeur d'Alene Charter. And I think that regardless of the winner there, it's going to set up a really a really awesome semifinal match, assuming Charter takes care of business like they did against Timberlake. I don't want to completely count them out, but they've, they've looked dominant this year. Um, but yeah, the Timberwolves, I mean, what a crazy win that, to, to knock off Sugar Salem. I mean, after getting beat, and I mean, they didn't like, I mean, they, I'm sure they were closer than the score might look, but I mean, during the regular season, they lost 3-0 and 4-0 to Sugar Salem. And so, I mean, which is in soccer is a pretty decent uh, size lead. And so, I mean, to come back and get that win in, in the, the district championship is just absolutely huge uh, for Teton and gives them a, a ton of momentum going into this tournament. But Fruitland, like you said, the defending champs, and they're very good. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about about, about them, uh, some of their, their uh, standout player uh, a little bit later. But, yeah, the, the Grizzlies are also not a team to be reckoned with and a team that, like you said, really could go on a run to win this thing again this year. Definitely. Uh, Josh Richardson from Teton says best game ever talking about that district championship over sugar and Josh, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but it was very late in the match that Teton got that goal, like inside of five minutes to play. I feel like in regulation for that one, nothing win. Um, and, and, you know, talking to some sugar fans, they just kind of got the feeling as the match went further along and it was still knotted up at zeros, but they were like, Oh man, we, we, you know, we have a chance of really losing this thing. And that's exactly what happened. Teton came through and took it. And now Fruitland. Yeah. Okay. Josh can say 441 remaining. I knew it was, I knew it was late in the match. Yeah. Inside of five minutes to play, which is just awesome for Teton. Okay. Uh, Fruitland defending champs. I feel like they got no respect in the regular season. You know, when the coaches polls came out, they never were, they might've been ranked one number one in the coaches poll, like once. And then they were never higher than third the rest of the way. And they, you know, they stumbled a little bit against McCall Donnelly and McCall Donnelly is also very good. And we'll get to them. Every team in this bracket is so good. I mean, it's nuts. Um, but Fruitland got revenge in the game that, that mattered. They beat McCall Donnelly three to one in the district championship. That's kind of been the thing with, with Fruitland this year is they score. Obviously they're the most potent offensive team. And if you're going to compete, you have to be able to score three to four goals to keep up with Fruitland. And the times that they've lost this year, that's what happened. McCall Donnelly beat them four three. They also tied with McCall Donnelly four four. So Fruitland's got the firepower. And if, you know, Teton can match that, then they've got a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be very exciting. Uh, Teton and, and fruit and Fruitland there. Um, and yeah, I think Fruitland, the Grizzlies on the year have scored 121 goals, which is, um, you know, quite remarkable in their, um, what, 15 or 16 games this season. So, you know, they, they, they put, put goals on the, on the scoreboard. And so, yeah, you're, like you said, that's why I really think the, yeah, there's going to be some intriguing matchups down the road with, um, with them, regardless of which direction they go, but, um, especially if they do end up matching up with quarterly charter. Definitely top half of the bracket, American falls, the number three seed taking on Buell, the sixth seed. I feel like American Falls is a lethal team that's in a very good position in terms of the bracket. In fact, I'll just say it right now. I like American Falls to get to the championship match. I'm calling it right here. Um, the Beavers win District 5, 5-3 to three over Marsh Valley, um, avenging an earlier loss to the Eagles 2-0, and then Marsh Valley got upset by Snake River at Districts. They didn't even have a chance to compete uh, for a play-in match. 
Um, you know, they had some bumps early on in the season. American Falls did, but I feel like they really hit their stride. Um, they're the three seed. They'll take on Buell, the six seed. And this is kind of, you know, new territory for Buell. Um, they missed out on state last year. Kimberly was the other team from the district uh, that made it to state. Um, and so Buell is kind of an intriguing team as well, but I really like American Falls here. Yeah, I have to agree there. Yeah, the, the Beavers are a very solid team. They score a lot of goals. Um, and they've, they've played tough against some really good teams. They played a few you know non-conference games against Teton and Sugar Salem this year. And so they've played some of those best teams you know in 3A. And so I think that they've proven that they can hang hang there with some of those teams. And I think that, that that'll show here uh, this, this weekend as they, they go into, yeah, I think a, a fairly favorable matchup, especially, again, being on that side of the bracket. Anytime you're on the opposite side of the bracket of Coeur d'Alene Charter, you're, you have an advantage. So, yes, uh, Buell was on a bit of a roller coaster at districts. They got to the semifinals. They beat Kimberly, who I mentioned had gotten to state last year. They were actually the reigning district champs. They beat Kimberly one nothing. Then they get to the championship against the Sun Valley Community School and they lose two to one in overtime. Then they have to turn around and play Kimberly again uh, for that second spot to state. It's 0-0 through double overtime. It goes to PKs, and Buell wins 3-2. to two. So they have just been riding the wave, and can they ride it a little further? We'll have to wait and see. Speaking of the Sun Valley Community School cutthroats, they're kind of the gold standard when it comes to, to 3A soccer. They're the two-seed overall playing McCall Donnelly, the number seven seed. Um, Sun Valley last year, at state was the number six seed and they upset Kimberly, the three seed and got all the way to the championship where they, they pushed Fruitland. You know, we talk about Fruitland being the defending champion. It wasn't like it was a walk in the park. Fruitland only won that match last year, four to three. So Sun Valley was a, you know, a handful of plays away from being the three, a champs last year. They're tough, but you know what? So is McCall Donnelly. They have beaten Fruitland this year and that's no small feat. This to me, McCall Donnelly is under-seeded as a seven seed. That's a tough draw for Sun Valley. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree there. Yeah, I think it's always intriguing there with the District 4 teams um, just because they don't always get to play as many non-conference games. And so they, you know, as you see here, Sun Valley has a, a very fantastic record on the season and going 13-1 and one in the High Desert Conference is no small feat. I mean, it's a, that's a good conference, but it is always intriguing when they do get matched up against some of these other teams from around the state, just kind of really comparing where, where they are at. And I think that that'll be, a, I think it'll be a close match. I do, I do still give the cutthroats the advantage over the Vandals in that game, but I think that, that, that it will be closer than maybe the two seven seeds would, would make you think. Okay. Well, last year there were three upsets in the opening round at three, eight girls soccer fruitland. The number one seed was the only team to win five beat four, six beat three, seven beat two. I'm calling it right now, Christian. I think the same thing happens this year. Coeur d'Alene charter, I think wins. I like fruitland over Teton. I like, uh, I like McCall Donnelly over sun Valley community school. And I guess I'll take American falls over Buell. So maybe not quite as chaotic as last year but I think at least two teams get upset. I like Coeur d'Alene Charter and American Falls in the championship match. And I will say, keep an eye on McCall Donnelly as a potential dark horse. What do you got? Okay, yeah, I, I, I think those are great picks. Um, I definitely think that the Charter has the advantage down there. I really, I'm intrigued to see if, if Charter does play Fruitland just because those are two such high scoring teams just um, 
I think that that would be a really intriguing semifinal matchup. But I still give the give Coeur Charter the advantage, and I do think the Coeur Charter will will win it all um, in the in this three A girls girls bracket. But on the top half of the bracket, I, I think that Sun Valley can can sneak through there if they can sneak past McCall Donnelly. I think that they'll beat the winner of American Falls Buell, um, and so I, I I think the Cutthroats will make it. Um, so I'm going to go chalk. Surprisingly, surprising <laughs> chalk here in the three A. You know, fun, Christian. That's no fun. <laughs> that's that's all right, though. Um, this, to me, though, is the most competitive bracket, really. There's so many evenly matched teams. Um, so let's let's take a look at the players that we'll be keeping an eye on here, our 3A girls players to watch. Again, just a jumping off point, we picked one per school. If there's an athlete that you feel like, uh, <laughs> if there's a player you feel like that we're missing out on, let us know. Josh, our Teton fan says, come on, man. How do I message you on Thursday? You know what? If I'm wrong and Teton knocks out Fruitland, I will gladly come back and wear it. No doubt about it. Uh, Josh, I, I really do think Teton's got a chance, but they've, they've got to be able to match Fruitland score for score. Cause there's such a high powered offense, but It'll be really fun to watch for sure. And so, yeah, come on, man. Well, we'll see how it goes. Here are three A girls players to watch. Uh, Kaylee Hunt from American Falls. Uh, even though that says Hut, that's uh, that's Paul, our graphics guy. <laughs> Not spelling that last name correctly. Kaylee Hunt. She she uh, crossed the 100 goal mark for her career earlier this year for American Falls, which is just incredible. Liesl Kimball from Buell really solid facilitator of the offense. Uh, Cordelaine Charter, we could have picked like seven different players. We'll go with Rebecca Hines here. She's such a fantastic scorer. Uh, speaking of fantastic scores, Abby Rubido from Fruitland. What did she have? Over 200 points this year between assists and, and, and goals. I'll let Christian break that down a little more. Peyton Lathrop from McCall Donnelly. Mia Hansmeyer from Sun Valley Community School. She's been a key contributor the last several years. Grace Zog of Teton. Oh, she's so sturdy in goal. I'm really intrigued to see how she does against Fruitland. And then Lucy Simpson from Timberlake had a really nice regular season for the Tigers as well. Um, I'm I'm really excited to watch Kaylee Hunt from American Falls. Um, I think she's a player that not a lot of people know about, and I think it's state. This is going to be her opportunity to really shine and showcase her abilities. Um, who, who are you excited to watch here, Christian? Yeah, I definitely think on the top half of the bracket that Kaylee Hunt uh, is is the player to watch there. As you mentioned, I think over 100 goals in her career. 50. She has 52 goals and six assists just this season, and she really she pairs very well. They also have freshman Eliana Cruces, I believe is how you say it, uh, mm -hmm. who has 34 goals and four assists herself. And so I think that that kind of dynamic duo right there. Um, you know, if if uh, American Falls is going to make the run that, that you're predicting, Brandon, I think that those two will lead the way. Um, and then the bottom half of the bracket, like you said, just has so much talent. I really love the the matchup of Grace Zog uh, for for Teton versus Abby Rubidoux. Um, But man, what can you say about Abby Rubidoux? I mean, I, looking up these statistics, I literally I don't I I thought that they were a fake or something. I mean, ninety seven goals this season is that like is that correct? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> five five over five and a half goals per game for for Abby Rubidoux. That she, uh, at least according to Max Preps, that is the most of any girls soccer player in the country. And the next closest person has 61. So just to, just to give a, so, uh, a little bit of a um, break that, break that statistic down for you there. <laughs> but like you said, though, um, as well, I mean, there's so many good players in this. I keep talking, but 
Rebecca Hines. Uh, there's also Maddie Daigle, Alexa Shepard, Cadence Wilson, all for, for Coraline Charter that have scored double-digit goals um, this season that have, have been really great contributors. And, and so, you know, there's just a ton of really great, talented players in this 3A bracket. Oh, this is going to be such a fun tournament. If you can only like check out and, and again, this is going to be taking place in twin falls at the Sunway complex. If you're in the area, like you got to go check out it. And there's not like one match I can recommend to you. I think they're all going to be fantastic. I mean, it's just the top to bottom. This to me is the most stacked field. So many even teams that, I mean, this is going to be must watch soccer. I'm very excited to see how that all shakes out. We've got one more tournament to preview. It's the 3A boys. We'll come back and do it right after this break. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It is the 2022 state soccer tournament preview show live on idahosports.com. My name is Tyler. I'm a pharmacist and I live in Caldwell. A reason why I got vaccinated is because um, I wasn't just thinking about me and my health is others around me. Uh, I'm a father, a uh, husband. I want to be there for my family. And then the other main choice is because of my, my parents are still alive, gratefully. They're both in their late 70s, both have major health conditions, and um, I wanted to protect them. So I chose to get the vaccine right away. Welcome back to the IdahoSports.com live state tournament preview show for state soccer here on IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account. Thanks for being live with us tonight. Uh, all, all my 3A diehards out there. If there is a team or a player or a question you want to ask us or give a shout out to, uh, throw it in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen and we'll break it down. A lot of Teton chatter in that last uh, bracket. And so uh, we'll also talk about that on the boys side. I'm Brandon Bainey with Christian Wiener as we get ready to break down our final bracket of the night and, you know, hit that like button. If you're sitting here watching and share it because not everybody was able to watch live tonight with us. There's going to be some people that are going to tune in tomorrow and maybe even Thursday uh, in the morning before state soccer starts. Although some of those matches start at like eight 30 in the morning. So that to be really early on Thursday. Um, or if you want to come back Thursday night and see how stupid we were with our predictions, uh, you could definitely do that too. Um, but the more people that like it and share it, um, the more people will be able to see it down the line in the future. So thanks for doing that. Let's take a look now at our final bracket, the 3A boys. This is at the Sunway Complex in Twin Falls. Um, I saw somewhere, I can't remember if it was if it was Twitter or somebody had posted a bracket or it auto-corrected, but, but it auto-corrected to the Subway Complex in Twin <laughs> Falls <laughs> instead of the Sunway Complex. I thought that was pretty funny. Free subs for everybody. Um, okay, here's, here's the 3A boys bracket. Wendell comes in. I mean, really, to me, they've they've been the story of the year. They've really came in with little acclaim in the preseason. You know, they didn't get to state last year. Um, and they have just been such a solid team from start to finish. Wendell, the number one overall seed, they've got, I mean, there's not one guy you could pick out and say, this is their key guy. It's really a team effort. And they get, fittingly, a district matchup right away. Kimberly, the eight seed right away. Wendell. I really like this team. You know, they only lost once in the entire regular season. It was to the cutthroats of Sun Valley Community School. And guess what? They're not here. <laughs> Sun Valley was kind of the big, uh, you know, 800-pound gorilla that everybody was going to try and figure out how to navigate through. Well, the Bliss Bears upset 
Sun Valley at districts. And so the cutthroats aren't here, but Wendell and Kimberly are. What do you think of this first matchup? Oh, I think it's a really intriguing matchup for sure. I mean, I've been been keeping up a, a good bit with this 3A around the state this year. And I think that that this conference, uh, I mean, the High Desert Conference has just been really exciting with the, those top two teams, the, you know, the kind of heavyweights, if you will, have been Wendell and Sun Valley. And, um, you know, the Trojans, you know, they, they took care of business this year. Like you said, the one loss to Sun Valley, but aside from that, they, they, they got the wins they needed to. And I really, I think this is a tough match though in the first round, if I'm going to be honest with Kimberly, um, this is the team that they played in the championship game uh, of their district. And it was a three, two match. Kimberly has kind of been playing well here down the stretch. And so I think it is, it is a tough draw um, for, for the Trojans in, in that first round. Let's see. In the other matchups with Kimberly, they beat him 3-1 and 5-3. So there's been fairly close matches every time uh, with the Bulldogs. And I think that, that it'll be another close match. I do I do give the edge to Wendell, though, and I, I, I love to see them continue on in, in a great season so far already. And we have seen this story before, as Miriam Fisher knows. She says, go Bulldogs. Yes, the Kimberly Bulldogs, because last year at State Christian, Kimberly was the eight seed. Sun Valley Community School was the one seed. It was a district rematch, and Kimberly knocked out the top-seeded cutthroats one nothing. So they've, they've done this before. This is not new to them. Um, if they did it two years in a row, oh my goodness, I, I wouldn't be able to comprehend that. So I I kind of begrudgingly lean Wendell, but if Kimberly did pull it off for the second year in a row, it definitely would not surprise me. And I know Miriam is is pulling for a Kimberly upset in that opening round. Um, Teton and Timberlake, the four and the five. I really like Teton here. Um, obviously, I live in East Idaho, so I get to see Teton a little more. I mean, they went 15 and two and one this year. Timberlake was the top team from the Intermountain League, though, Christian. They were 13 and 2 and 2. What do you know about this Timberlake team? Uh, Timberlake's got a really good team this year. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've seen them play, I guess, now three times this season in all their games um, when they've played Bonners Ferry, and they took care of business. Uh, you give them, give the Tigers credit. Uh, they won 4 3 against Bonners Ferry the first round, uh, 2-1, and then one in uh, penalty kicks in the district championship game. And what a, quite a crazy game. Um, but yeah, the Timberlake, Timberlake plays very well. Um, they they have a couple of really kind of speedsters um, on the, the front line, I guess, if you will. Um, and so they, you know, they can put a couple goals in if they can, if they can do that, they, they have a solid defense that can, they can shut you down, down the stretch. And so, um, I think that, the, you know, they're a solid team. Again, they have a, a very good record as well. So I have 13-2-2 um, on the season. So, you know, they've they've done very well this season as well. And I think it's a, an interesting 4-5 matchup. Um, you know, it's hard to always tell with teams from different parts of the state exactly how they match up. But um, I, I do still give Teton the advantage. And, um, you know, the Timberwolves have played well, including getting uh, a win over Sugar Salem this year. So. Um, I, I do give them the, the, the slight edge, although Timberlake, I think, will make it close. Definitely. Teton took third last year at State uh, by defeating Kimberly in that third-place match. So they're a team that knows how to get on deep runs. Bryant Alvarado says, Wendell taking it all. I mean, I know there's a lot of excitement in Wendell this year for the Trojans. They've been so fun to watch this year because, like I said, um, 
it's been a different guy every night that's kind of shouldered the load offensively. So Bryant, uh, Rep and Wendell, we've seen some love for Kimberly on this bottom half of the bracket as well. I'm inclined to agree with you. I think I think I really like Teton here, and Bryant is not going to like what I have to say next because I think I like Teton over Wendell too in that bottom half of the bracket. I think they're just so battle-tested. Um, that's going to be kind of my sneaky upset pick is Teton getting to the championship from that bottom half of the bracket. And again, you know, Bryant and Wendell Nation, if I'm wrong, I'll gladly come back and wear that uh, for sure. Top half of the bracket, Bonner's Ferry gets to state, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, it had been Timberlake and kind of Coeur d'Alene Charter that had been running things up there. Bonner's Ferry breaks through and gets to state. Their reward is a matchup with Sugar Salem, the defending 3A champs and the number three overall seed. And again, as a reminder, Christian does have a family member, a brother-in-law that plays for Bonner's Ferry. So be as objective as you can here. Um, I think this is a tough matchup for the Badgers. Yeah. I mean, as you talked about already with, uh, you know, Kimberly knocking off the number one seed last year in Sun Valley last year, um, I, it's actually very interesting. that This was the exact matchup last year, three Sugar Salem, six Bonner's Ferry. And I believe I could be wrong, but I think it was something like four, nothing sugar Salem took the win. And so I think, um, you know, I personally, I don't, I hope it's not quite like that, but I do give a, a strong advantage to the diggers. They are the defending champs brought back a lot of talent this year and have shown that they're a very good team. You know, they've had done, uh, had a lot of close battles with, with Teton and I, it would not shock me whatsoever to have a Teton sugar Salem championship. Yeah, wouldn't that be something in all East Idaho final? Uh, and then we've got McCall Donnelly hanging out as the number two seed. Like, hey, we're over here. Take a look at us. They're playing American Falls, the seventh seed. Uh, McCall Donnelly had an epic battle with Weezer in the District 3 championship. It's really a shame that only one of those two teams got to go. Same thing happened last year where Weezer was actually, you know, the defending champs and, and they got knocked out by McCall Donnelly in the district finals. Um, and so it was a one nothing win for the Vandals over Weezer uh, after they Weezer, like I said, over the hard ass over Weezer um, and, and all of their matchups with Weezer were tight in the regular season. McCall Donnelly won one nothing. Then they drew two two. Then they beat the Wolverines one nothing again in the district championship. So they they earned their way here. No doubt about it. And I think this is a team that a lot of people are sleeping on um, this McCall Donnelly team. Yeah, I, I I actually completely agree with you there. I think that they've been kind of a low key team. I um, one thing that really stuck out to me right at the beginning of the season for them, they came, they made a trip up to North Idaho, and uh, they took down Timberlake five three at Timberlake, and then they beat Coeur d'Alene Charter at the Real Life Fields four to one. And I think that that kind of set the tone for their season. They they've done very well. You know, they played a few close games with Fruitland and with Weezer there uh, in in their their conference, but. Ultimately, they prevailed. They have not lost a match this season. They've they had those two draws um, with with the Wolverines and and uh, and uh, and with Fruitland. And but besides that, they've won all the rest of their games, and they've proven that they can win. And so I I, I do like McCall Donnelly um, to to win that game. I think that it would be a very intriguing match if it is uh, McCall Donnelly and Trigger Salem in that semifinal. Oh yeah. What a battle that would be. Um, my bracket, here's how I like it. I like Teton from the bottom, McCall Donnelly from the top, and I'll take the Vandals as your three, a champs. And my sleeper to keep an eye on would be Kimberly 
if they can get past that matchup with Wendell. Um, but really, I think this bracket more than any other really favors those those top four teams on the seed line personally. But then then again, last year at the 3A boys tournament, uh, only one of the top four seeds actually won their first round matchup. Five beat four, eight beat one, as we said with Kimberly, um, and seven beat two. So Sugar Salem was the only top seed last year to win in the opening round. So um, again, maybe I, I'm falling into a trap here, but I kind of like all the the higher seeded teams. <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree. I think the the chalk is the the most tempting choice here. I think in in these matchups, especially in the first round, I I I kind of like yeah the top four seeds to win again. I don't. <laughs> You know, there's always going to be probably some upsets, but I, I just think that those are the four best teams and they're the four top ranked teams. And I think that, that they will get those wins on the first day. After that, I think that there could be some some intriguing things. I, and like I said, my pick is, is Sugar Salem versus Teton in another rematch um, there in, in the championship. So I'll, I'll pick Chalk the first round, but the second round, I, I see some upsets, I guess, as far as seed line goes. Well, and what a battle that would be if that comes to fruition uh, they met in the district championship, obviously, and Sugar won one nothing, and then they split in the regular season. Sugar won two nothing, Teton won two to one, and then the the one nothing district championship. So that would be very intriguing. I will agree. And look at you going against Bonner's Ferry. Family <laughs> dinners are going to be awkward at your house for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll highlight some Badgers in a minute when we get to to our players to watch. Um, I, I I really I. I hope that they do again make it closer than what it is. I think it is just a tough draw getting this, the defending state champs in that first round. Certainly. All right, let's take a look. You mentioned it. Our three A boys players to watch. We picked one from each school. And again, if there's a player you feel like isn't getting the credit they deserve, let us know in the comments. Give a shout out. We'll throw it up on the screen. But here's what we got: Marco Ponce from American Falls, uh, just a steady Eddie, a real solid, consistent player. Nick Eastman from Bonner's Ferry. He's really been, um, to me at least, kind of the spark plug this year when the Badgers have really needed to get it going. Uh, Tegan Newland from Kimberly. Lee Kendall of McCall Donnelly. Mason Kinghorn of Sugar Salem. He's one of these kids that also plays football. He's the kicker for the Diggers football team. Obviously a great soccer player. Charlie Comfort is the uh, captain for Teton, and what a comfort it is. Colton Mendenhall from Timberlake. And Wendell, I had a hard time picking one, um, but I did go with Diego Torres from Wendell, but you could literally list off like nine guys from Wendell. It really is a team effort. Um, I'm really excited to obviously watch Diego Torres, but I'm kind of intrigued by Colton Mendenhall from Timberlake as well. I feel like he's kind of an unheralded player, so I'm excited to see what he can do on, on the state stage. Who are you looking at here, Christian? Yeah, I think the... Um... You know, like you said, Mendenhall from from Timberlake is a good player. I've seen him play this year, and he, he is solid. I think that they have a couple um, solid guys that I think could could be sneaky and have have a, a good state tournament here um, for for the Tigers. Um, but I do just want to I will give my shout out here to to a couple Badgers. Uh, obviously, Nick Eastman, who's the um, the player to watch here. He had twenty two goals and thirteen assists, and he really is kind of that spark plug for for the Badgers um, for Bonners Ferry this year. I think where, where he goes, the team will go. I mean, he was all state last year and he, you know, is in on if he's not scoring them, he, he's in on a lot of those goals uh, for Bonners Ferry. And 
Um, I think that that he'll be a key. He's played some forward, some midfield, and I think that it'll be intriguing to see where uh, where Coach Paul Bonnell lines him up um, in, in their their state games here. But um, I think that that he'll be a fun player to watch, um, regardless of what the score on the the scoreboard looks like for Bonners Ferry. Definitely. And of course, your brother-in-law, Roger Naylor, is the goalkeeper for Bonners Ferry as well. I, I got to know those guys during state baseball last year. Eastman and Naylor both played baseball for Bonners Ferry, and that was really uh, fun to watch. Um, okay, that'll do it for our state soccer tournament preview show. Christian, we made it. Did, did it feel like 90 minutes? I feel like the time flew by. Yeah, it really did. I mean, you just get me talking about sports and, you know, the time will fly by. So it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, for, for having me on here and, and good luck to all the teams out there that are, that are watching this. I'm, I'm really excited. I'll be there for the three, a tournaments down in twin falls and be making the drive down there and so looking forward to that, but good luck to all the teams across the state that are competing this weekend. Definitely. Um, thanks to everybody who tuned in live. Um, be sure to spread the word uh, that, this broadcast, this preview show will be available to view as soon as we hit stop on the record on the live stream. It'll be there on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, it's going to be on our website, idahosports.com. And I will also put it into all of the podcast feeds, whether you listen to the North Idaho Prepcast, Treasure Valley Prepcast, Magic Valley Prepcast, East Idaho Prepcast. I will put this state tournament preview show into those podcast feeds as well. So again, if we're wrong, please let me know. <laughs> Brandon at idahosports.com. I'll gladly wear it with my crazy state tournament predictions. Um, good luck to all the teams competing this weekend. Hope everybody uh, stays healthy and uh, gets to where they're going safely. Post falls, uh, Idaho falls or twin falls. It's all falls this week. All the falls get to host uh, <laughs> state tournaments, which is kind of cool. Um, and enjoy the competition. And we'll be back to break it all down again on your respective regional podcasts next week. Thanks for tuning in, though. For Christian Wiener, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.